Okay, we are captured. Sweet. Welcome, everybody. All right, yeah. Let's do this. And, God, you know what? This this first 15 minutes is going to be rough, I'm sure. Because this is our second time doing this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, like, all, all the intro energy that we put into the last episode that I fucking deleted is gone. And now I don't have the fucking energy. <laughs> what's, what's great, what's absolutely great about our first episode, our last episode, is that um, opinions change. And, uh... My opinions have slightly changed uh, yeah, because we'll I've learned new information. I've learned new information. That's all. And we'll definitely dive into that. But I guess, yeah. Let, I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. We won't do as big intro as we did last time. Welcome to our brand new podcast, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Welcome. It's Common uh, Ground Attack. At least this time we have a name. <laughs> uh, common Ground Attack or, yeah, something like that. That works. Did, did, I like I Common Ground could, Attack. I'm good I with that. I thought we agreed on that. Did, did I get it wrong? I don't remember. <laughs> Somebody deleted the recording. We never know. We okay. don't know okay. anymore. In my defense, our conversation <laughs> about that was outside the podcast recording. So it's it wouldn't true. help. It's true. Yeah, I don't remember, but that's okay. We can figure it out. We got time. Okay. If that needs to change. Hi, everybody. You're hearing us workshop. I thought Common Ground yes. Attacks sounded fun because Ground Attacks I'm used to. Common Ground is, okay. I guess, kind of what we're trying to do here. Works. So. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty recently, so that works. <laughs> You're just shooting people in the face. That's not oh, what we're trying to do yeah, here. Yeah, big time. Heffley. Ah. They, they, they just, <laughs> I know, I know, but I got to delve into it for just a <laughs> second because I was just doing it. They go, they put a game mode on there and it's basically, it just says Call of Duty players only want one thing and it's disgusting. Oh, I love and that it's meme. And it's 10v10 on the smallest map in Call of Duty. <laughs> Shipment. It's amazing. I just load up on the PKM and just sit in the middle and just start firing randomly. And that, that's ladies and gentlemen, is Joshua Heffley, a.k.a. Deadly Sodium. Yes, that's right. I... If you see me on Call of Duty, that's what I'm playing right now. Deadly... Right, right, that's your, that's your, uh, your PS. That's my username on Call of Duty and PlayStation and Reddit and everything. Everywhere the internet can be found. And I'm Eddie Espinosa Bear 5X. And I'm going to drink water. It's really bad. Ooh, I'm drinking vodka. That's what I'm drinking. <laughs> I've been doing a lot more drinking during this this whole thing, that's for sure. But I mean, but, what else are you going to do when you're staying at home in Arizona? I but mean, it's once a week. We, what else are you going to do in Arizona? We've been doing uh, you, uh, Netflix watch parties on Sundays. And that's our, oh like, yeah, like we get on random Netflix movies and, and play drinking games, and that's what we dude. Do. I've been watching. I've watched the last three Indiana. I mean, I've watched the first three Indiana Jones recently. Like, fucking. That's on our potential list. It. We saw the Naked Gun movies and the first oh, yeah. movie and the third Austin Powers movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. And perfect segue. We're watching these movies, or you guys are watching these movies because of ba ba da ba coronavirus, isn't it? I mean, you could also watch Stay them during, out, outside of that, but they're getting their spikes right now. I wouldn't be watching Netflix movies every Sunday if it wasn't. <laughs> right. I'm surprised. I figured Sundays would be your day to, you know, go and watch Netflix movies. I mean, even pre-coronavirus, Sundays are like my movie day. Like, I try to watch my infinite backlog of movies that I'm behind on, and I have, like, a playlist that I'm trying to go through one by one. So I already had that <laughs> going. So this Netflix watch party... Because it's with a group of people I hang out with that I normally wouldn't hang out with, but I got wrapped up in because, again, the corona times. Exactly. It's now on top of, of that list. So during the day, I watch one movies from my list, and then we go on to, to Netflix to, to fuck around and drink and watch a movie. Yeah. Well, 
off of the topic of Netflix and on to the topic of, of coronavirus because you know this is this is a political podcast now. Yep. So, <laughs> so we got to talk about we got to talk about recently the stay-at-home orders and wait, because wait, and more specifically we... because you're for the stay-at-home orders like you're uh, still wanting so... to stay at home. Well, I think and for, the, me, for the sake of what we're talking I'm, about, yes, yes, yes. I'm for opening up most of the country. I mean, there are obviously places like New York City and Seattle and places like that where they're having a lot of deal, a lot of troubles with it. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of places like here in Tucson or up in Phoenix or even even I was just visiting San Diego recently. Like even in San Diego, there was not a lot of cases i mean and you're talking about like specifically san diego you got a city of about three and a half million people or so um in this area and i mean 160 deaths three thousand cases or something like that and that's very minuscule very minuscule so for wait, what's going on that number is for san diego alone or california Quite... san diego county say those numbers again yeah so an area of a uh, but I mean, even even in like California, it's the most populous state in the nation, and it's still not getting hit hard by this. You mean the the state that's fifth ranked in a number of cases? It's fifth ranked in the number of cases, but comparatively to the amount of people that live there, it's a little bit different. Okay, so see, I'm let's... a per capita person. When I'm looking at these cases, I'm per capita. I'm not against. What are they per one million thousand? Per one million. Okay. That's so low. Okay. So let's get this clarified from the very beginning. Yes. There is a, when you're saying this, you, you are realizing that when you say the numbers are low, that's not by like happenstance. That's not an accident. That's not natural. That is because mm -hmm. of these stay at home orders that we have numbers that, that are like this. That happened a while ago that are, that shouldn't continue in my opinion. Okay. Before we even get that far, you, you acknowledge <laughs> that we have low numbers because we're doing what we should be doing. Or, okay, maybe... Yes, we've done what we've we done. should have done. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. These numbers are the way they are because we took action. Yes. I want that, I want that to be clear because a lot of when I hear what you're saying, seems seems like it's coming from people like, you see, the numbers were low, so why are we doing this? We did it why so the numbers would stay low. That's why we did it. Well, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is when you look at a lot of people are saying like, oh, it doesn't matter what we do, X amount of people are going to get infected with the virus. It's going to happen. With the stay-at-home orders, the reason why we did the stay-at-home orders is we wanted to delay the amount of people that were going to get the virus regardless. Absolutely. And staying Flat at incorrect. home was going to, number one, minimize the exposure, minimize the, uh, minimize the amount of people that are going to contract the virus, but also number two... It's also going to minimize the amount of people going to the hospital all at the same time. Absolutely. Since we're now past all of that, it's time to start opening up. Now, that's where contention point number one. Where are you getting that we're past it? Um, well, and this is based off of my time in San Diego and then based off of areas around here. But it, very, it seems like there's a very sharp decline in a lot of cases, new cases that are happening specifically in Arizona, California, and other places around the country. So, I mean, I guess we talked about data in the very beginning of recording yes. this. What, what is your data, sir? Uh, the CDC website. The CDC website shows that Arizona is on a downward yeah, trend so. in cases. 
Well, I believe so. I haven't looked at it uh, since yesterday, but it was uh, declining the past couple of days. So I guess what I'll tell you just from is that I guess I can't say with the CDC. What I can tell you is that the Arizona Department of Health Services, their website, as I'm looking at it now, shows that we are in a very much upward trend, spiking what I thought would be our peak 20th. Now it's 420. <laughs> That's 420. 420. <laughs> yeah. 420 cases. That was the first day we, we spiked above 400 cases. And I thought that would be the peak of it. Since that day, there are now, there have been four other days where we peaked 400 on those days, being 420, 420, yeah. 428, 400. And that was after, mind you, I started hearing what you're telling me. Oh, we're past it. Oh, we're, we're, we're curving down now. Okay, when are we not going to be past it? How long are we going to continue staying at home, not working, doing whatever, because we're cowering in fear over a virus? Three important factors that I would bring to your attention. One is the one that we were just talking yes. about now. The curve. Obviously, we want to see, oh, yeah. I, well, to some degree, I think we want to see a downward trend in a number of cases daily. Unfortunately, the very next thing that's also important factors into how this number complicates things is probably the most important thing test we yeah. at this point even today even as of today are not doing sufficient testing and while every day we are getting better at it we still don't have enough tests going around per day to get an accurate reading of how this virus is moving who's infected who's not infected how well are our efforts actually being effective or whether we need to right. can actually pull back so a lot of this right. spike i see in the data I will tell you right now, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with that we've been increasing the number of tests that we've been putting out. Last weekend, we had, a, here in Arizona at least, we had like a, a blitz, they called it, on trying to get testing. So yeah. seeing high numbers probably makes sense since we had more Which, testing. I mean, and honestly, I mean, it's fine because a lot of people, a majority of people who are getting this virus, there's, they're not really getting that affected by it. It's to a majority of people, it feels like a pretty bad flu. Obviously, you can develop pneumonia and stuff like that, and that's a problem with everything like that. But for the most part, for hold on, let me check percentage of cases, coronavirus cases that require hospitalization. Hold on, sorry, I'm still typing it out. No worries about. Know. No worries about I wanna, silence. I'm gonna have like auto silence deletion. So. Uh, it, well, and that's the thing. I, I want to make sure that I'm not talking out of my ass here. Uh, it would help if I knew how to spell. Hospitalization Computer, rates. Quiet. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, it hovers, I mean, it's under 20%. So, it's under 20% of cases of people who have COVID 19 that require hospitalization. And that's really for 85 year old people and up. Um, for people our age, it's 2.5%. For people who are younger, it is 0.1%. For people who are 50 to 64, it's 7%. Four percent, and then it just kind of builds up greater than 85 or it's around 20 percent i mean the big thing is is you're also taking 20 percent of the amount of cases that are confirmed of coronavirus so that's 20 percent of like five percent if that the, the the thing is is for a majority of people and if you're looking at the numbers and everything like that is not even a majority of people require hospitalization for it which is why it's so hard to accurately track the numbers in the first place, but which is why I feel like, I mean, it sucks for the people who require hospitalization. I'm not going to be unsympathetic or unempathetic about their situation because obviously we don't want any of that to happen at all. But for a majority of people, 
we can't be hiding. We can't be scared of going out and about and doing your thing. And I don't want to be extremist, but the, it, well, I actually don't want to be extremist at all. But that's to me, that's what I feel like we need to start working towards. Because okay. even if the curve gets higher, even if we're peaking at 400 cases, take 20% of that, and that's what requires, I mean, requires hospitalization, or 1% of that, under 2% of that for people our age. In Arizona, where it's people our age that are mostly getting hit by it, that's probably, where, again, the Arizona Health Service. We'll have the link to put in the name. Yeah. Okay, I used to have a breakdown of age ranges. <laughs> of like age? Like- well, I just went through the CDC website again. Or Yeah, it's the CDC website. So it just says hospitalization rates. And this was updated. It was some 44%. April, of, April 17th, yeah. 44% of positive cases were the ages between 18 and 44. Right, but how much of that, how many of those required hospitalization? I don't, I don't know. I don't have that. No. Well, actually, no. That's, right here. Right that's here. the thing. Hospital, hospital COVID-like and influenza-like. So <laughs> 7% and 5%. So what is that? Yeah, so about 12%. i am assuming here. I have a dashboard. It's, it looks like it's like 12%. If I'm reading 12% of 40% of 400 cases. No, or no, no, however no, no, many no. cases. Uh, however many cases. It's 12% of 400. If I'm looking. If 12% no, of be, well, are hospitalization, that's 12%. Right, right. But that's 12% of cases. But you also got to look at the demographics of Arizona. There's a lot of uh, elderly people in our communities. And um, actually, the hardest hit community is here in Tucson, happen to be Sarita, which is a, a pretty uh, heavily mm-hmm. elderly population. So they're they're getting pretty hit, hit pretty hard in Green Valley. So that whole zip code over there. Uh, my zip code, it's like five, six people, 12 people, something like that. Yeah, but it, it's, it, and that's the thing is, is, is why I'm saying that the government, like the country should not be holding these standards. It, it shouldn't be up to the government to tell us, you know, whether we need to stay at home or not. Number one, if you're feeling sick, you should stay at home. Number two, if you're fine, you're able to work, I'm sorry, go work. Like, well, Clearly you're not sorry. Start opening the business. Well, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Open up the businesses, let people work. Yeah, and some more. Yep, that it's like a, a matter very good idea. of, but here's the thing, it's a matter of the amount of people. It's, you're going to re- you're gonna me, have to clarify that. It's not enough. It's not enough to keep this country closed because we've already been through this point. We've already gone through this keeping the country closed to do what we need to do to prevent the spread. But it's just it's there. Like, let's start going back to work. So if I'm in a, in a is, foxhole and we've been co- we've been covered because there's been shooting, the shooting hasn't stopped. But man, we've been in this foxhole for 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 a day now. I think it's time that we get out of the foxhole and go forward. I mean, <laughs> this happened a lot in World War One. And what did we learn about what did we learn about <laughs> World War One? Not enough to stop World War Two. <laughs> that yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is is. I mean, we're looking at it at the point where it's going. You're looking at it. Oh, I lost you. I lost you. Something happened. Hold on. Yeah, somebody <laughs> tried to call me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're looking at the perspective. Looking at it at the perspective of, I mean, it's going to endanger everybody's lives. Everybody's going to have a problem. Everybody's going to require to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's just not the case. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the case. So, so, so it's okay if we send anybody to the hospital. 
with spreading the virus, there's maybe people who have already had the virus. So if so, if if my it's, family or your family contracts the virus and they get very very sick, it leaves them permanently damaged or even die. Well, I mean that was just what needed to happen. Right? The the problem is is there's such a minuscule chance of that happening. It's it's very minuscule. So it's okay then. What you're saying is that if for the sake of I'm not putting people back okay, to business. It's fine if there's, there's going to be some sacrifice. Going back to what I was saying before, it's – and I'm put it this way. I'm not trying to sound unempathetic because, honestly, I do have empathy for the people. And here's the thing. I'm still going to the store and wearing my mask. I'm still Good. going out. Like if I'm going out to places, I'm still wearing my mask. That's not a big deal. I'm not saying that we need to go all of a sudden to the groceries. And that's another problem that I had with it is the whole country shuts down and, yeah, grocery stores. But how long did it take for grocery stores to put in effect a limitation on people entering their stores? How long did it take for people to stop flooding the supermarkets? Too long. People are still floating, flooding the supermarkets. And, and that's the that's the kind of hypocrisy that I see, like – we can shut down this business, but we can't shut down this business or at least limit the business that's happening. Because that's the thing is limitations are okay, but completely shutting down a business, I, I don't buy it. Restaurants okay. so we, perfectly fine to ha let restaurants adapt, to be able to let restaurants do like curbside delivery or takeout. Like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with still not being needing to go into a restaurant. But – there's a lot of other businesses, there's a lot of other places where people are absolutely terrified to go because they think they're going to contract and die from coronavirus. So let's transition to that. My problem. I know I've been, I've been pretty hardball yeah. with you at this point, but the, and I didn't correct you earlier, but the truth is that, yeah, we should absolutely start looking forward and how we can adapt. That's absolutely what we should be and are doing. Uh, I, did you catch uh, the press right. conference our own governor did last week about what the plan was to move forward of reopening business? Right, and that's one of the things because I saw that, and that is one of the things. I, I'm not going out and saying like, "Hey, everybody, just go get your haircut uh, all at the same time and flood the flood the barber shops," or you know, everybody. You know, we're not saying that. We're saying like, obviously, we need to have a plan. But the problem was when I was talking about uh, the problem is is. For the most part, we haven't had a plan over anything of this. And I, I, and I guess that's maybe to a point that's problem. true. I think to the point that's true, but in the last week alone, maybe even two weeks, plans have been going out. There are plans right. to reopen things. And the problem I have is that, that maybe not for you, thankfully, we're, we're friends and I think we're on this page of a lot of different things. There are way too many people who think even having a plan and implementing it is still too fascist to do, and it's still too much the government getting involved in that. Yeah, I was I, I was yeah, on yeah. that press conference. I was on the Facebook press conference when that was going on last week with, with our own governor. The bullshit that I saw in the comments when he was saying, "Hey, we're opening up, but here's some plans to make that happen safely." Still, all kinds of bullshit from people who were going like, "No, that's authoritarian. You shouldn't tell us what to do about how we're going to go to the grocery store and to our favorite bars and concerts." Yeah, and keep in mind, I'm not supporting extremism i'm not supporting these idiots who are in uh michigan right now who are protesting mm -hmm. that's the dumbest thing uh, in the world yeah. is to protest but the thing too. is uh, but the thing is is i mean there's nothing wrong with wearing masks 
except for here in Arizona where it's 110 degrees outside and you're even walking to the store is almost unbearable. Oh, yeah. But I mean, honestly, there's really nothing wrong with going into a store and wearing a mask to protect and and to sit there and say that, oh, man, you know, I don't want to wear a mask because the government is telling me to wear a mask. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Wear your mask because the mask isn't about you. It's about other people. We took the long way, Hefley, but we found common ground. High five, everybody. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, but the thing yeah. is, 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 I mean, there are, uh, there's, people need to get back to work. Yeah. I think that we that's very true. We have 300, we have 300 million, uh, 30 million people. Mm-hmm. That is 10% of this country right now. Is that 10%? Is my math right? Yeah, well, fourteen percent unemployment. Fourteen percent unemployment right which, now. Which which is on par with the Great Depression, new, by the way. New new unemployment cases. This isn't this isn't fourteen percent total, is it? Yeah, I, I, I think it is. Or, these are new cases. I I'll have to check again. The, the the number I heard today was that we're at fourteen percent slash we now equal the Great Depression numbers. That's what I yeah. I mean today. that's ridiculous. Yeah, fourteen point seven percent. That's an insane amount of people that are not working mm-hmm. right now. They're waiting for jobs to open up, for people to start hiring again. But the thing is, is this coronavirus, uh, this virus, and I'm going to sound really weird right now, but the media has everybody scared. They're terrified because they think they're going to contract coronavirus and they're going to get ghosts, get sent to the hospital, and they think they're going to die. I haven't met these frightened it's, people. I see too many people in the stores. I'm surprised there are so many so many people out in the streets when I go out. So I don't. They're in the stores the buying. They're in the store still <laughs> buying up all the bleach and toilet paper because because of course they're in the stores buying up all the bleach and toilet paper. They're scared, but they're gonna go and to the store. It's like. To me, that was the dumbest thing when this outbreak first happened. Absolutely. It's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's all go to the store all at the same time. Get everybody sick. Panic. It was like the Simpsons episode with the hurricane. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like, it was stupid. Okay. And but also that was, a, that was a minority stupid. of people. Let's make that clear. That was a minority of people that did that. Mm. Yeah, it was. You, did you hear about the guy in Tennessee mm-hmm. when this first started? No, uh, the guy in Tennessee who bought up all the toilet paper and tried yeah. to sell it online or whatever? He and his brother were responsible for shortages in multiple counties by himself. Oh, he yeah, shorted, for sure. These shortages are not, are not a, a strong fraction of people causing them. It's just a minority well, of people who think that here this is... Fr- bye, 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 bye. I couldn't... Well, that's how it happened. I couldn't believe the amount of time. Like, I went to the... This is out in Fayetteville. We don't have a lot of... Uh, we don't have a high population out here. Went to the Safeway, and all the shelves were empty of everything. No oh. bread. No oh. flour and yeast to even make your own bread. Oh, there was no handful of toilet people. paper. There was... Yeah, but I mean, still, your if your idea of a natural disaster is to go and panic buy everything and especially of a disaster like a virus i mean i could see if it was like a military invasion or if something was happening with your government where people were throwing a coup d'etat or something like that and you never know what's gonna be around the corner man then go and panic buy and get all of the stuff that you need but i mean come on if it's a virus don't go to the store don't contract the virus 
especially when we didn't know what was happening. But now, now we were finding out more and more and more about what's happening. There's cases where people who've already had the virus from months ago, or they could have had the virus from months ago, because which the tests we don't were, know because tests, of testing. Yeah, because the tests, well, the tests that they have are of just antibodies. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm fairly certain one of the one of my coworkers had it, and he got tested. For coronavirus, probably a month and a half, two months after he had, uh, after he potentially had it, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain because he got a nasty cough. He ended up in the hospital. He ended up with pneumonia and stuff like that. And it's like that did was. He have, did he get December. the antibody test? I don't know if he got the antibody test. I think he just got the regular, the the if he had it at the time or not test. Did- one of the problems, and I have, and I have some data for this too. In the early day, well, the early days, is that a lot yeah. of the tests that we have, again, we didn't have enough, still don't have enough tests. But even the tests that we didn't have, there were a lot of problems with. A lot of them were not accurate. A lot of them were right. getting false positives or false right. negatives. I've, we just had did not I've have heard, working tests. And that's the thing. I've heard all that. And that, and again, even now, we're getting these tests, and the percentage of people who are getting truly sick from this is still incredibly low it's just low for what they're projected i remember seeing all the projections i remember seeing a hundred thousand people are going to die in the united a hundred or millions of people are going to die in the united states from that i remember seeing those articles okay yeah so there wasn't a million it was only a hundred and sixty thousand man that's a good thing it wasn't i i and that's the thing one million is something to panic about something to report about panic about but 160,000 is not something to panic about. You're right. Next it's time not... 9-11 happens, we shouldn't give a damn about it either. And again, it's not something to, and honestly, really shouldn't be panicking about anything. The, the, I'm more I mean... talking about the actual populace, the people panicking, going out and buying everything, going uh, cowering in the houses and then thinking that they're going to die. You know, it's, it's, it's fear and panic. You're, you're really drawing on about this fear and panic thing. And I got to tell you, it's a little insulting only because, first off, I've personally, I've made every attempt to oh, make I sure I'm in my, I have had minimum contact. I haven't seen another human being in, in two months. Once my job allowed me to, to stay at home, I thought, yeah, that was the best thing. There was no reason <laughs> for me to go out. I'm going to, I can, thankfully, yeah. I can do my job at home. And to minimize risks to myself and to my family, I'm going to stay put. That is, which, that is, that was the logical thing to do. There's the difference to doing what you're doing, which is minimizing risk, and to panicking, to going out and buying all the stuff. So, I what's mean, the difference between my just, actions and the other and actions of somebody who's panicking? Because it sounds like they would be the same action. Well, I mean, stay home. I don't know. Order delivery. Order your groceries delivery, and you know, make sure you minimize human contact. Put, I mean, which honestly is what a lot of people did around uh, around the country anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like. Um, my hatred is more towards the media, anyway. Which you know, that. obviously they're going to sensationalize things. That's that's obviously true. But <laughs> murder but... hornets. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> they literally yeah. coined that term. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. But you yeah. can you can take you, you can have intake of that programming and distill it in with, with yourself or with. But, verifying sources like most people would. But I mean, it's the media instilled fear and panic into our country. And at the same time, it also raised the alarm that wasn't being done by the people responsible for taking care of us. So while you're true, <laughs> Truth. I, I, it's true. 
I would not go I just, to my, I'm not going to die on the hill of saying that the media is getting this getting this right. Not even 50% right. But a lot of no. a lot of the moment we did end up having was these big media empires including like our sports empires going, "You know what? This is something that we're taking seriously." And then people started taking it kind of seriously because again, the people in charge of keeping us safe were not taking it. Again, it was all sensationalized and a lot of stuff needed to be really 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 vetted out. And even today, well, it's still very hard to find a good source of information. But yeah, yeah. And, and and again, that's my problem with the is a lot of a lot of these because you know my argument had on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what came of that argument, and it's yeah. really just, yeah. <laughs> and it's really, it's really not. I want to say it's it's more about what the media has been doing this whole time. Which I can it's only speak about... minimally to because I, I have a lot of different sources of information that for myself. And right. I haven't and seen a lot for... of the most panicky bits. I don't watch CNN, so I didn't get the most panicky bits. I don't stay for an hour in front of the news television and get an hour's worth of why we should be worried. I get a few minutes yeah. here, a few minutes there, read an article. I have my updates for the day. Even look at the Arizona website of what our numbers are doing. Pretty much my information. Yeah. Then when you're looking at all that kind of stuff, it's a they orient the graphs to make it look a lot worse than what it and even if it's just looking a lot worse than what it is that kind of helps instill more and i have a i have a big problem with that that's just i feel like i'm going off on like way too many tangents (laughs) and i want to give you this i I think you're you're right you're i think there's i understand a lot of where you're coming from with that it's it doesn't do anybody good if we're inflating. It just, I guess, yeah, from my perspective, I feel like we've gotten more from inflating, overinflating how safe everything is. I feel like that's where we're getting too much of. And then for me, the, in the bigger perspective of things, are we better off playing it too safe or being too cavalier about this? And yeah, and, of course, we want to be too also, safe more than too cavalier. I mean, there's also there's also the case of what happens next time. Are we going to do the exact same thing? Pray for the best. How no, are we, we going to approach that situation? That. We should have people installed whose job is to make sure we have a plan of attack for this kind of thing happens, which we might have if we didn't have people make certain choices in the last couple of years. But if 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 you know anybody paid attention to history at all at all, mm-hmm. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Going back to that, going back to that World War II analogy before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like people act like you know history isn't a thing. Because, my goodness, we've been repeating a lot okay. of it. I, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the last time we recorded, but did I tell you about the Catholic Church's stance on things and how the, how we've done it historically? Yes. Did I bring that up before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you brought it up then, last time, but we should bring it up for yeah. everybody listening. Just because this is more funny than I think. It's more funny than anything else because the Catholic Church, I, I think, while people respect it, and I always respect it as a Catholic, I mean, they're not— they are a force, but maybe not the force that we should be looking to when it comes to this kind of stuff. Long story short, my church has a great old history of acting very poorly and making very bad decisions when it comes to pandemics, a.k.a. the Spanish flu, a.k.a. the Black Plague, where we thought parades was a good idea. And yeah. we, we endorsed that. Yeah, that worked out really well. But this time, this time the Catholic Church said, everybody stay home. Just stay home, and we'll stream mass to you. Right. Just stay home. And it's like, we made a good decision this time. Third time's a charm. <laughs> and that's the thing. We're, we're in a time of, of, I mean, technology that allows us, like in the form of church or in the form of anything, to be able to still connect with each other through technology. 
And that's one of the things that I don't get why people are so uptight about everything as well. Like, Mm -hmm. because I look, I agree that people should get back to work and that we should start. Like, there's a lot of people like me who wouldn't, I just don't like working at home. I would never be comfortable working at home. Mm -hmm. Um, Who should go out and get jobs? But there's a lot of people like you who are comfortable with working at home, or like my roommate who's very comfortable working at home. Um, doesn't like to go out to places and that's one of the big things is is you know i feel like there needs to be a balance of things like that obviously for people like you relying on technology i'm not saying like everybody everybody who can work from should go to a place of business and work from there because if they can work from home work from home mm-hmm. who cares what's the big deal people like me i was a car salesman i retail things like that like they should be allowed to go back to work with precautions, right? It's I think just, we're on the same page about with, that. With precautions, obviously. Okay. But and, I think and that's, that's the probably thing is, I'm not telling. I'm not saying everybody should go out and start coughing on everybody. I've never once am I saying that. Oh, yeah, got but it. you bring up the anti, uh, the antithesis to all of this, to everybody, you know, staying home and being cautious and stuff like that. You bring up a differing opinion, and everybody attacks you like you're coughing on them in their face, spreading coronavirus literally. Yeah, it's, and and I think that it's you're right. Boggling you're right. To me. I think a lot of that comes from what I like I was saying before. There's way too many people, and I think they're also a minority. So that's why I personally don't worry too much about it. But there's plenty of people who, as you mentioned before, thought it was a good idea to go and bring their, you know, their assault rifles to the Michigan Capitol to protest this. Yeah. And it's like, there's there's like way too many people like being too cavalier about this. Like, like, like have some precaution. And I think most states, well, okay, let me phrase this correctly. I think, I think there are a lot of states that have now have a plan now are looking at like, okay, this is what we can do to make all these environments that we closed to make them safe and operable again. All while we're still trying to figure things out. Because even though we have these plans to roll out phase by phase, us returning to something that's akin to normal. The other truth that I mentioned before is that we still don't have enough testing to know what we're really dealing with. So we still have to be precautious. Until we have enough tests to really track this thing properly. And eventually until we have a vaccine or some stronger treatment to actually fight this thing itself. We are going to always have to be cautious. Because we're working pretty much in the dark until we have more more concrete data. Yeah, and and that's fun. Approaching things with science, approaching things with caution. It was great. I'm all for that. I'm also not all for the way it's being handled and scrutinized. And obviously, I disagree with a lot of the sides that are out there. Well, I mean, let's... I disagree with the people who say that we should all stay home all the time, 100%, and nobody I, should I, work. And I, this might be just my perspective. I feel like there's not that many people like that. I feel like a lot of people are going like, okay, we're, we can go out, but we got to take precautions. Because honestly, yeah. for all the progressive circles I run through, that's the messaging we're sharing right now, that we need to be cautious about what we're doing next because we just don't have the data to do it. But also, otherwise. I mean, also a couple of – when I formed my opinions in the first place a, a few days ago, there was a lot more people who were like, no, no, we're all going to die if we go out there. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. It, and it, it might be that they were reading too much into what you were saying. Or, or maybe not enough, because in some yeah. respects, it could what you were saying, the way you were saying it then, might be interpreted as there's nothing to worry about, which is not your message right now to me. There's something to worry about, something to be precautious about. 
I think a lot of what was happening. Well, because it's still out there, obviously. Yeah, I think a lot of that conversation was interpreted as there's nothing to worry about. Let's just open things back up, which I personally, but you know, <laughs> actually having this conversation, I think we agree more than we let on in that initial conversation. <laughs> I know. It's also through <laughs> Facebook. You can't really tell intentions or like yeah, yeah, hear yeah. inflection in voice or things like that. So a lot of times when you write something, it's like, oh, this person's an asshole. I'm going to, you know. Lesson number one about this podcast, dear listener. Yeah, maybe that's... maybe Facebook isn't the way to get to tell where someone's coming from. Exactly. Well, and that's all. That's the whole point of what we're what I initially wanted to do in this podcast and why we're calling it Common Battlegrounds or is it Common Battleground? Common Ground Attack. There we go. <laughs> that's why we're calling it that is because basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to find the middle ground so we're trying to be a little more rational Mm, uh i said common ground not middle ground even well (laughs) well it's a conversation for a different day (laughs) but we're we're trying to bring two differing opinions together and we're trying to we're trying to think of two different sides um because my ultimate goal is hopefully is to teach people Mm -hmm. is to go through and 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 help people think things through rather than being extremely reactionary and i feel like that's a major major problem in today's day and age in today's world is with social media with everything that we have as far as the news the media everything everybody's just so violently reactionary to it and i think that's probably going to be a topic that gets so angry Go ahead. I was going to say, that's, that's definitely a topic we need to do a deeper dive in one of these days. Is kind of like yeah, absolutely. What, what the culture wars have brought on. Absolutely. And, and, and messages spread fast. Mm-hmm. And they spread so fast that nobody stops to take the time to think, like, wait a minute. Is this the right message? Is this the right thing to say? There's so many. This is why I don't like the, why I dislike the media nowadays is because a majority of what they do is they tend to sensationalize everything like you're saying because they want to be the first to get the scoop and what's a bigger scoop 2,000 people dying or 50,000 people dying you know it's it's one of those things hour news cycle. yeah it's it's one of those things like that's my whole goal of the podcast is just to be able to kind of see the different side because for me it's I'm I lean one way politically and the other way politically mm-hmm. And we want to try to see, I want to see where you're coming from. I'm hoping you want to see where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So that way we can be a little more rational instead of having Facebook arguments with people that you haven't seen. In a long oh, no, time. we can still do that. I like that. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have to stop that. <laughs> oh, I'm still going to post. I'm still going to post on Facebook. You know how I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. I, I know, I, I, particularly in this episode, I, I have sounded very much unmoving in my opinion so i apologize <laughs> well it's not that you have to be unmoving in your opinion honestly that's one of the things that i respect is people who stand firm in their opinions regardless of i mean in regardless of other people what i agree more with is facts over anything else because everybody has opinions everybody's entitled to opinions but facts don't lie and that's one of the things why i was looking up everything that uh trying to look up everything that i said or everything that i mentioned because i don't yeah. want to be sitting here and going like oh yeah you know the, the, the curve is downtrending and i didn't look it up and, and truth be told <laughs> you know I, what I mean that's a, that's a practice that even i i need to get better at i'm not used to having to research stuff for the podcast that the other podcast that, that i do involves very little research <laughs> a lot of very, yeah, but... very little citing my sources 
<laughs> well, it's like earlier I heard somebody was saying that, oh, you know, there that people are counting coronavirus cases. They're counting them wrong. They're counting them way too high because, and I looked it up. I was like, because um, it was somebody was saying, oh, you know, they're treating cases that of uh, people who have pneumonia. They're treating cases like that as if they had coronavirus, whether or not they did. So I heard, I've seen some articles or something like that. I heard about it, but I, I looked it up. I did some digging and fact-checking and stuff like that. And that's just entirely not true. It's just articles that have no founding, no basis. In fact, it's just another one of those sensationalizing articles. So, and that's what I want to avoid when I'm coming up here. So I'm trying to do my due diligence to look up things before we do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and let me let me bring this up. And not that I want to actually do a deep dive into it today, but I think oh, yeah. what I'm about to bring up is either going to inform what we're going to talk about next episode, or we're going to say our piece and then never bring it up anymore. But uh, how how? Because I know we talked about this a little bit, you know, in in our back and forth online. How deep do we want to go into the government response? Like how do we? What kind of conversation does that really need? Do we do we want or need to have about that between? See, and that's the thing is. I don't necessarily want to cover how the government has been handling it until after it's done. And maybe a retrospective on it rather than kind of being in the middle Be of it? Because that's going into my reactionary versus non-reactionary thing. How do we know if what the government is doing is, a is accurate or if it's good for a country versus how much it isn't? I mean, and I guess that's why I'm bringing it up we now. Because we'll I never know until it's done well okay good thing i brought it up because if, if you ask me i think the government particularly the, the executive administration have done virtually everything they could to make this worse and there's data and news to show but again is that something worthwhile going into now at all later i would say later let's let's wait until it's all done until we have all of the facts as to what actually was done what actually was made worse what actually was made better i definitely want to do a a deep dive into it but i don't think now is the time we'll see how it is next week when things start opening up again um or we'll see how it is next month even when we start figuring out more and more about this whole thing because yeah. the thing is is yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody knows right now you we don't know any information about whether it was done properly or not we just don't know mm. <laughs> i think there's clear signs of, of mishaps I mean, but, obviously, there's going to be mishaps. And, and, but, I mean, and you can't expect everything. And manipulation. In, uh, this is... Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, is another, this is another thing. You can't expect people to be perfect all the time. Just going to throw I, that one out there. I think to your point, the, yeah, let's maybe wait until June. Let's let May kind of roll on. We'll have yeah. three months of perspective to review. And then we can, we can have a talk about it then. Technically five months. Yeah, I mean, I was counting for when the U.S. finally decided to take action. Yeah. Instead oh, of sitting, here's, on, their, here's sitting on their hands too much, not doing anything. Here's what we should talk about next. Here's what we should talk about next week. <laughs> China. China. And their, their, their handling of the situation. You know, they've had no new coronavirus cases for the past two months. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i think we should do. we should discuss you know some other things you know because as much as everybody complains about living in the united states and as much as everybody complains about the current administration at least we're not china 
Yeah. Hey. I think that one can also... And the real reason I say this is because I think it will tie into my criticism of the administration. Maybe that might have to wait until next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, we could we could talk about something else. We could talk about, you know, Joe Biden. Oh, you know what? That would be good. Doing yeah. whatever Can he's we tag team doing. Joe Biden? Oh, please. Let us let us wreck Joe Biden. I'm next down with week. that. I'm okay with that. Okay. That'll be fun. That'll yeah, be lighthearted. I'm, gl- I'm glad sh- I'm glad you're on to that. <laughs> there might there'll probably be a lot this will be one way next week will be a totally different way. So you get both looks at it, everybody. <laughs> when when yeah. Josh and I are on two sides of an issue and then we're on the same side of an issue. <laughs> the synergy. See, and that's the <laughs> and that's the great thing is we're on the same side of the issue, but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both come to the same conclusion about Joe Biden, but through completely different means. Okay, I'm totally fine with that being next week's topic. That'll that'll be lighthearted compared to what we talked about. Today. Oh yeah, but it was oh, heavy. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it was heavy, and but honestly, like I know I was rambling a lot earlier, and I was going through going through thought process. Keep in mind for all of you people out there who you are people. actually listening to this. Yeah, what do you mean, you people? No, <laughs> I, I had a few shots of vodka before I did this, so that's number one. Dude, I wonder if we're going to require that of you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Number two. I'm not perfect. I try. I, I try to be, you know, knowledgeable about this stuff. I try to be, you know, understanding, acceptable and everything. But I have my own opinion. I stand firm in my opinion. I respect that from you guys as much as I, as I expect you to ex- respect that from me. So anybody who's listening... Um, if you have differing opinions, though, it doesn't mean I don't want to hear. Them. Yeah, um, sure. I think we were we were missing. Oh, we were talking about that last time. Is you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I want to do with this is I want to understand from all sorts of people, all sorts of differing perspectives. I want to be able to get an understanding of why everybody feels a certain way about something versus why they feel a different way about something. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps us get topics going and it kind of helps us start to understand more or less what's happening in our country. You know, and, and, kind, of, and kind of on that note, do you realize heftily that because of the way like podcasts work, it might be a couple of weeks before this is actually available. To people. I think the fastest way I can get it to people is if I use. Um, oh, right, right. I'm going to have to figure that out. I, it might be two weeks before anybody actually hears this, <laughs> but <laughs> which I mean, which is fine. Yeah. In, in two weeks from now, it's going to be completely outdated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. So you know, and with how fast everything moves, it's May 8th. So we, our opinions are based on anything that we know of or we're ignorant of as of May 8th. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like when this comes out, we're just going to be like, yeah, 2.2 million people died from coronavirus. We're going to be like, oh my gosh, like we were so wrong. Or, you know, like, <laughs> or the curve gets flattened, which please, please let that be the case. The please. curve gets flattened and we're okay. Yeah, that would be just it, fine. I mean, it, it's it's not wrong to think that we should uh, that we should hope for the flattened, uh, for the flattened curve mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. I shouldn't be wrong to think that. No, that's okay. just my opinion. So with that, I think we, I think this is a, as long as I don't accidentally delete this again, this is a great way to start. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think this is a good first, uh, first podcast, especially for something political. Because mm-hmm. as much as I hate it, as much as I hate it, coronavirus is political. It shouldn't be, but it is. 
but it is. And that might also be two different perspectives we're sharing right now. <laughs> but we'll discuss that next month. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, we'll discuss that next month. I have a lot to say about that. And I'm just... Ugh. And with that, uh, this has been Eddie. This has been Josh. And we're so gonna long, folks. attack the ground commonly. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> bye, everybody. I mean... I can't make promises for myself, but bye. Oh, now I have that No Promises song stuck in my... Promise yeah. me no promise. I wish that can be our outro song, but I'm not going to pay money. Bye! Oh, I know, right? Later. <laughs>